What's up, mom and dad? Welcome back to the Raising Competitors podcast. My name is Jake Thompson, and I'm excited today as you get a front row seat as I sit down with John Vroman of Front Row Dads and the Front Row Foundation to talk about his journey, his journey to starting Front Row Dads, his passion for being a dad and a husband who also owns a business instead of the other way around. That honestly, I catch myself saying, I know you've probably at some point or another caught yourself saying that what you do is your career and then your family second. John was challenged with this idea of changing his language, changing his priorities, and changing his life. And it ultimately led him down the path from being a keynote speaker, an author, the founder of an incredible nonprofit, to now being the founder and head guy at Front Row Dads. And so check out this episode. Dads, if you're listening to this episode, you're inspired to get involved with a community of men trying to be better fathers, better husbands, and better leaders. I highly want to recommend you check out frontrowdads.com. John shared that they are on the waiting list, but a new open enrollment will start in November. And so you have the opportunity to get plugged in, get connected. Let's be honest. We were made for community. We were made for relationships. No one should try to succeed in isolation because there are other people out there that can share your burdens, share your stresses, and share your stories. They know what you're going through. And so it's a great opportunity for you to get connected and plugged in. As always, Raising Competitors is brought to you by our sponsors, our parent company, Compete Every Day. There are two easy ways you can support the show this week. The first off, just leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes. Tell us what you think about the show. Share an episode with a friend. Those two things only cost you about 20 seconds of your time. If you're feeling extra generous, I want to challenge you to check out CompeteEveryDay.com. Pick up a motivational t-shirt for yourself or perhaps for your youth athlete. Set a tone with some positive motivation in your household by showing what you wear. So that is competeeveryday.com. If you use the code raising competitors, all one word, raising competitors, you'll get 15% off your very next order at competeeveryday.com. Now, get buckled into your front row seat as we welcome the founder of Front Row Dads, John Vroman. Good to be here. I'm, uh, man, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation. We've had it booked for a few months and, and had to work around some reschedules on my end. And so thanks for making some time with us to talk about Front Row Dads and, and really a lot of your working career, which I'm continually fascinated by. Uh, give everyone, if you don't mind, just a quick snapshot of life today. What does your family look like? Uh, what does life and work look like for you? Well, I'm going to answer that literally by saying life today is my <laughs> wife is in Russia visiting her family and uh, I've had my boys now for what's going on probably like the ninth or 10th day and I've got them for about six or seven more um, solo, which has been an absolute like it's been a blast, it's been a great experience. So the house I, is still standing. I can see. Every, I know, man. It looks good. It's clean, like... dude. I've been cooking food. I'm taking <laughs> care of the dogs. I've got this thing locked in. And you know, it's interesting as I used to say, like, I, I remember telling people when my wife would leave before, I'd say, hey, I'm not getting as much work done, but boy, it's really great to be with my kids. And now what I say is I, I'm getting all my primary work done with my kids. 
And my secondary job, you know, is, uh, is taking a little bit of a hit, but that's cool with me. That's my primary work. You know, my mission in life is to be a great dad. So if I'm nailing that, then everything else will take care of itself. Well, and, and so we're going to dive in right there because what I love most about your work is helping reframe our perspective and our language around being a dad, yeah. having the right priorities in life. And I know this was born out of a passion of yours, but tell us a little bit about just your journey to change the way you saw yourself and your role within the household. Yeah, there was a couple of things that happened um, that were triggers for this. So first was I, I was at a party uh, about three or four years ago and somebody had asked me what I do and they were literally asking me professionally what I did. And I started to answer them as they were asking, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, blah, blah, blah. And uh, at that point, I was a professional keynote speaker giving about 50 presentations a year, traveling, you know, 130, 150 days out of the year. Uh, and, and I had a young boy, two, two young boys at that point, a one-year-old and a six-year-old. And I remember starting to answer that question and I cut myself off and I said, actually, I'm a husband and I'm a father. That's what I do. And when I'm not doing that, I happen to do these other things. Now, when I said it, my heart was like, hell yeah, that's exactly right. But the problem was that when I looked at my calendar, that wasn't true. That was a, that's something I said that felt good, but it's actually not how I was living. I was, it was business first and then family second. That's how my calendar um, you know, was set up. And an example of that is I used to wake up in the morning and I used to try to leave the house as fast as I could to go get to my work, right? Because I, w I wanted to be focused. I wanted to get to a coffee shop. If I was at home, I would get caught with the kids. And this is how I would talk about it, right? Until um, I realized that, you know, that's not the way it should be. Why is my family getting the rest of me and not the best of me? If my, if my family really is first, why wouldn't I wake up and give my best hours to my kids? And, and so I started to change the way I was behaving. I started to change the conversations I was having with my buddies around the subject. And I, I didn't start Front Row Dads because I was crushing it as a dad. I started Front Row Dads because I was getting crushed as a dad. And I was not, I was not winning in that area. I mean, people would have looked at my life and said, oh, John's great. Everything's great. But deep down inside, man, I knew and my wife knew and even my kids knew that I was not crushing it as a dad. And so I did what I know how to do, which is if you want to learn about something, you start reading about it and studying it, listening to podcasts and talking with your friends and going to masterminds. And all the things that work for business work for family too. And some guys think that you know, like we have to study and work on our businesses, but we're somehow born epic dads and we're not. You have to work at it. And so we got to go a bunch of guys together back in 2016 for a, a retreat. And it went so well that I could not ignore the calling to that, that I could not ignore the requests from the guys to say, we need more of this. Like I've been looking for this for a long time. I know this is what's needed and that's what happened. And slowly I bowed out of keynote speaking as a full-time gig. Now I run front row dads full-time. We have 120 members. We're about to add another hundred in November and the podcast is blowing up and the community is blowing up and it just feels so good. So in alignment. So this really started out of a place of pain, not out of like, Hey, everybody listen to me. Cause I'm I'm, I'm winning as a dad and a husband. This started because I was like, I need help. I want answers and I want to learn with and from amazing men. Well, and one of the things that struck me during our first conversation is we were talking about the books and, and you were showing your bookshelves earlier. And we were talking about the one here behind me. And you ask about like, we get so caught up in reading these business books, personal development books, but when are we reading books on how to be a better dad, a better mom, how to different parenting styles, how to in, encourage and empower our kids to stand out without 
leaving them entitled. We're, we do it in business, we do it in sports and health, but we take a very different approach in life. And so that's something that's always struck me about your, your eye for that and, and really learning how it's come out of the pain of doing it wrong and seeing those parallels similar to my own journey of seeing the things that can make you really successful in sports also make you successful in life. I thought they were separate worlds. Let's tell everyone a little bit about front row because that has kind of been your brand for years now. Really not only that you've got it inked on your arm. So it is a way of seeing Mm -hmm. life. And so I'd love for you to encourage the audience with that story and mindset, because I think it aligns very well with a lot of the things about it compete and at raising competitors. Yeah, a lot of this is about how we see our, our opportunity in life, of course. And back in 2005, um, I had started to take action in my life and made things you know, better than they were. I mean, there were phases of my life. High school and just after high school were kind of a disaster for me. I was, I was very checked out. I had given up on many things. Um, I was depressed. I was abusing alcohol. I, I was in a really tough space in my life. I found a great organization, a great company that I started working with. And because of that positive culture, I started to make some positive changes. And I'd worked my way up that, uh, in, in that company to be in a position where I was making great money. I bought the house. I had the girlfriend. I had the car. And I, was, I felt like I was like, oh my gosh, like I did it. Like I turned my life around and here I am. I just ran an ultra marathon. And there was all this cool stuff happening. But what was missing was genuine contribution. What was missing was giving in a really... Um, Uh, at a high level. And I didn't want to be the type of person who reached the end of my life. And I was like, oh, I spent my whole life trying to amass all this wealth. And then the last couple of years trying to figure out how to give it away. I thought there's got to be a better way. Why can't we grow and give at the same pace? Why can't we grow our businesses and give along the way? Because we never know how many days we're going to have. And so I started a charity called Front Row Foundation, which basically helps kids and adults who have a life-threatening illness to have a front row experience at the live event of their dreams. And I did this for two reasons. One, because one of my greatest fears is having my own life end early and uh, where I didn't, I didn't feel that I had lived fully, that I didn't go after everything with you know, 100% intention and, and, uh, and, and passion. And I also loved experiences with friends. Like some of my favorite stories to tell um, were the ones where we're like, remember when we all got together and did this? And that I felt that a lot of our lives were about creating these experiences more than having things, right? And so uh, because that was my fear and my love, we started Front Row Foundation to help people who are fighting for their life to have one of the best days of their life. And we wanted to sort of be this blend of Make-A-Wish and Tony Robbins where we focus on an amazing day, but we also welcome welcome them into a community where we teach them how to live life in the front row. And by the way, this whole front row thing started because I was at a concert and I looked down to the front row and I saw this group of girls having the time of their life and I was in the back row and I saw people that looked like they wanted to be anywhere other than there. Those girls looked like they wanted to be nowhere other than there. And I thought, isn't that interesting how in life you can have the same exact moment, the same exact song being sang by this guy on stage and, and by the way, everybody's having a drastically different experience. Isn't that fascinating that you can be in the same venue with the same room temperature, the same day on planet Earth, and yet two people are experiencing life so differently? And I said, what is it about people that live life in the front row? The ones that can stand and sing and dance and be fully present and and pouring love into the artist and the artist is pouring back into the audience and there's this beautiful energy 
created. And I said, that's something special. There's a philosophy there. There's a way that people approach it. And so many times I'd gone through life where I checked out. I was in the back row looking down to the front. I, would, I'm, I remember my girlfriend being so angry at me because we went to see uh, the police, right? We went and saw Sting and it was a big venue. And I was like, let's beat the traffic. Let's get out of here and go home so we don't have to sit in traffic. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like you're choosing convenience over like seeing the encore. She thought I was insane. And I had, I had almost gotten to this place where everything was like, hey, how do I make it you know, so that there's less risk, that uh, everything's easy? I mean, the front row is not easy. By the way, I've been front row U2. That is a difficult place to be for a show. It's not always like, oh, super comfortable. It's like, a, it's a crazy madhouse down there. But that's sometimes like how life is, right? Where it's, it's like, that's what life is like. So yeah, the front row started back in 2005. And then we just kept doing things with the brand over time. Now, these are two separate entities, right? Like, so Front Row Foundation is a nonprofit 501c3. It has this totally separate accounting. Front Row Global, my business, is a totally separate business. It's a for-profit business. The only thing we share is this passion for the Front Row philosophy. And I pour a lot of my resources, energy, and time into the charity. But I spend half my time on the charity and half my time on my business. I have a for-profit and a nonprofit. And Front Row Foundation and Front Row Global are the two, you know, pieces of my life. But that's the, that's the basic philosophy there. Well, and, and I love that and the fact that you're able to take that message and put it in multiple places. It's the same message of showing up and even front row dads being there in the middle of it. Not that's sitting. the whole thing. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about it, especially where we are as an organization is we've continued to grow and, and kind of grow branches off of the main tree of using that message in multiple, multiple veins to get that point across to challenge people to be in the front row, to start showing up and competing. I want to go back and talk about a lot of your work at Front Row Dads because I think one thing that our listeners may have struggled with, I know uh, talking to people over the last couple of years they have is the question of identity and getting caught up in, in what their identity is. From a sports perspective, you have people that when they're no longer a, an athlete or a basketball player, there's a real loss there and they don't really know how to deal with that yeah. from an identity standpoint. I think parents can go through that as well when the, the child leaves home or in the relationship in the terms of the marriage when the child is suddenly no longer in the picture or they're not married anymore. Yeah, There's a loss of identity. How are you seeing that and encouraging parents to still be front row in their families with their kids' lives? but do more with their identity in terms of not being just attached to the one thing. Well, I agree that identity is is such a powerful concept to explore for all of us. And we need to be uh, regularly checking in on how do we see ourselves or how do we want to see ourselves? Uh, who are we? What do we stand for? All those things are so very important. For me, you know, one of our primary talking points with Front Row Dads is, is you, we want to be family men with businesses, not businessmen with families. And when we say that, by the way, people immediately get it. When we say this is for family men with businesses, not businessmen who happen to have families, they're like, I love that, right? Like that's, that's it. You just totally nailed it. And that's an identity thing. That's how we see ourselves. And for the minute that I got that, it, when you understand what your identity is or what you want it to be, it changes all your behaviors, all your routines, all your rituals. So it's like, what would a family man with a business do here? 
right? Because I know what a businessman with a family did. I did that for six years, seven years. I know what that looked like. I know what that got me. And, uh, you know, I, and, and, and so when we shift our identity, we start changing our behaviors. And listen, everybody's going to be at different seasons of life. You know, you're in a very different season if you're just having a child for the first time. You're in a very different season if you have three kids under three four years old. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a fascinating season of life. You're in a different season of life if all your kids, right, two, three, four, one, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, they're all in school now, right? And all of a sudden, like people have this, like moms and dads have this, like specifically, you know, if a mom has dedicated her life to, she's got three or four kids and all of them are all of a sudden in school, there's a major identity shift there. I've seen it with my wife. There, I'm speaking firsthand by just the conversations I've had with Tatiana. We've been married for coming up on 11 years. And you know, she's got a 10-year-old and now a soon-to-be five-year-old. Her, both kids are in school now. And she's got this really like, that she's asking like, what's this season of life gonna be all about? So just like we do with anything, in life, who, who am I? Who are we together? What are we gonna, how are we gonna define this era, this chapter, this season, right? Things are changing and if we have a level of awareness, if we are conscious beings, if we can sense and feel what's going on inside our own hearts, what our kids need at this stage of life, what our spouses need at that stage of life, we can be making pivots along the way. And part of what makes that possible is silence, time alone, but also a community where you can see what other people are doing in those seasons. Like we're, we're tribal people. We're supposed to be in communities, which is why this dad thing isn't only like, hey, you want to be a great dad? Read another book. You want to be a great dad? Get a little bit more time to think about it because that doesn't always lead to success. But boy, when we put 120 of our members on a call to talk about how to be better to your wife, I mean, right now our community is in the midst of a 30-day, all of September, I should say, so the month of September challenge, do something nice for your wife every single day. And imagine this. If I do that challenge by myself, I bet you I come up with some cool things, right? But when I have 120 other men posting what they did for their wives that day, how they made them feel like a rock star, imagine the number of ideas I get, right? It's amazing. So community is a, a very important part to knowing who you are and who you want to become. Well, and, and a big piece of that community as well that, that you've done an incredible job creating and, and facilitating is, as we have some mutual friends in that community is the idea of a lot of times it's easy for us to feel, especially when you're in isolation, you don't know what's going on. No one else knows what I'm going through. This situation with my relationship is unique. And then you start talking with other men, other moms, other dads, realizing, oh, wow. Yep. A lot of these conversations, y'all are having the same ones. How did, how did you deal with that? I'm not the only person struggling with this. What, what does that mean? Which completely changes and can change the dynamic in your own life and relationship going yep. from isolation, a battle you can't win, to this is very much a doable situation you can overcome. Yeah. And we focus on uh, serving high performing entrepreneurial guys. That's not the only people in our group, but that's the vibe of the person we tend to attract. And, and being an entrepreneur or being a business owner, a, a lot of times, even though you might feel like a rock star at times and you're on stage giving a keynote or leading a group of people, there is a sense of isolation, especially when it comes to family stuff. Because a lot of times we don't have the, the community, the container, the network set up to be very vulnerable. And sometimes we need other people to go there first. And there's levels of vulnerability. Because look, we're, what we'll tell our best friend 
will be different than what we'll tell a group of guys sitting around a dinner table that we've known for a couple years is going to be different than what we'll reveal on a conference call with 40 people that we may have just met is different than what we might share on a podcast. And everybody has different levels of what they're willing to open up about. But at a recent retreat, I mean, these are, I, we have, we attract some amazing men into our group. And I asked point blank to the guys, I said, how many of you ever had thoughts of suicide? How many of you have ever had that thought creep into your mind? And 50 plus percent of the hands went up in that room. And these are guys that, by the way, earn great money, have wonderful lives by all, if you look at them and you were just a guess, they're, they got it going on, you know, in many ways. Um, but th there are things that we could be talking about. Like, you know, a lot of times we, we hide behind our work as entrepreneurs. We do hide behind this place of like, um, you know, we, we say, I'm going to teach my kids to be passionate. This is one of the things I talk about constantly in our groups. Like, we want to teach our kids to be passionate. We want to teach them to work hard. That's wonderful. So do I. And you should. Um, but you shouldn't hide behind that. Because sometimes getting in there and having real conversations with your kids, learning the things that need to be done at home, being engaged as a man, you know, is very important. And we want to develop strong men that are healthy, that are wealthy, that are wise, that are present, that are engaged, that are doing that, you know, this whole like dad thing where it's like, that's a, we, we almost make fun of dads. Oh, that bumbling idiot who can't change a diaper, that dad who's, you know, whatever, like he just leave it to mom, go ask your mom, mom's got it figured out. Like, I, look, mom's brilliant, mom's powerful, mom has a role, but you can't, you know, men should not bow out here. They need to step up and like, you can do it all. You can be loving your wife at a level 10. You can be present with your kids at a level 10. You can have a successful business. You can take care of your body. This whole dad bod bullshit's got to go. And, and you, you need, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, look, is it hard? Yeah, it's really hard. Do I have it all figured out? Hell no. Like I've struggled. I've had times, like I talk about it openly on our podcast, the Front Row Dad Show. It's like, I've struggled with my marriage. I've struggled with our sex life. I've struggled to balance it all. I've struggled financially. I've had, like, I've, I've literally been almost bankrupt. I've had a house that was almost foreclosed on. Like, I understand all that, but I cannot make excuses, right? At the end of the day, it's like, the idea is to show up, to step up, to speak up, and to be a leader for your family. And that's what we want to create an environment where we can support guys, because it's not always easy to do that, but we cannot settle for anything less. I love that. I love that. So now I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball at this because I like it, man. you've created a, a great community for dads. Now for the moms listening, they're like, <laughs> one, my husband, I need to tell him all about this. But two, do you know of anywhere that I can go to find this type of community, this type of encouragement and be sharpened as a mom? Yep. Front, frontrowmoms.com is active right now um, just to catch interest. So if somebody's out there listening and they think Front Row Moms sounds cool, go to that website, frontrowmoms.com, put your name and your email in. And when we know more, because we have a lot of energy, we have women that have come to me, even wives of men that are in the group or powerful business, you know, moms that, that I'm, you know, connected to that have said, all right, dude, you think Front Row Dads is blowing up? Wait till you start Front Row Moms, right? And uh, that, that website is now active. We're catching interest and that will launch at some point. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know who's going to run it. It's certainly not going to be me. <laughs> I'm not going to run it. But, uh, but when we find the right leadership and we think we have a couple people that are real candidates for that, that is going to take off and it's going to be a big thing. And, and I will tell you one more thing, by the way, is that our vision for Front Row Dads is, although we have 100 members now and, and probably 200 in a couple months from now, 
when we launch again, because we only open up enrollment twice a year, um, I envision this thing being 100,000 members operating in 100 countries, very similar to any entrepreneur out there who knows about the organization EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, right? We want to be the EO for dads. Look, we should have a business mastermind, but we should also have a family mastermind. And the cool thing about Front Row Dads is the only rule that we have is no business talk. So we got all these guys getting together and they can't hide behind how's your business. This is how's your life. How's it going with your kids? How's it going with your, with your wife or your partner, right? This is the conversation we want to have. So that, and that's the one we need to be having. Man, I, I love this, John. Thank you so much for making time today. So for anyone listening, I know the website, but tell us where they can get connected with you personally and then get connected with Front Row Dads. Yep. So uh, Front Row Dads uh, is just frontrowdads.com. Check out the podcast, Front Row Dads. Share it with a man uh, or a woman, by the way. We have a lot of female listeners, but anybody that would value that conversation, please pass it to them. I would also say if you want everything, access to everything that I'm doing, it's all at frontrowfactor.com. That's kind of our primary hub website, frontrowfactor.com. But all the dad stuff is Front Row Dads. Front Row Foundation is frontrowfoundation.org. But all the links can be at frontrowfactor.com if you want it, one place to get it. Yeah, and, and you'll find links to not only that stuff, but John's book, all of his work, if you'd like to hire him for your company's event as well, uh, definitely get connected. John, man, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you Thanks, for coming buddy. on the show. Appreciate it. Great questions, great energy. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, mom and dad, for tuning in to another episode of the Raising Competitors podcast. As always, to get connected and learn more, check out RaisingCompetitors.com. And be sure to support the show by checking out CompeteEveryday.com. You can find some motivational apparel for yourself, for your kids, great podcasts, and other programs that we offer at Compete Every Day. Until then, keep instilling in your kids the importance of competing every day and setting them up for success in school, in sports, and in life. This is the Raising Competitors podcast.